space where all the stars shine. Some hold greatness close, keeping out the cold, while others act as a lighthouse, telling stories untold. This is our responsibility as beings of all kinds, to search, to embrace, ride the waves and find all of our stars. This is Star Trek Base. With Joshua's Lieutenant Canton, Kevin, Lieutenant Commander Kalvek, and Tracy as Captain Vigril. In this episode, the officers finally step down on the mysterious planet and have a word with the Coalition. Who goes on the landing party? Clearly, the captain tactical officer should go along, obviously, you know, with our... Our alien liaison. Yeah, exactly. Um, and plenty of security people. Lieutenant Fodder and crew? Yeah. Okay. Crewman 1 and Crewman 2 and Crewman 3... <laughs> uh, you probably only get like six people in those shuttles, so <laughs> you three plus. I thought we were beaming down. Oh, you're not taking a shuttle? Okay. Well, yeah, the shields are down. We can just transport. Cool. Let's do that. Yeah. Let's just bypass security and get right to it. Okay. Uh, do you want them to beam you down into the facility as deep as you can, or the first level of the facility, or I would think as deep as we can. If we can't find them, because I'm. I'm... I'm not expecting anything good on the first level. Okay. I'm expecting the first level to look like mine facility. Yeah, it makes, that makes sense. So I was going to say, however many they get, times five. So thirty, they can get you 30 levels into this facility safely. Well, actually, that's pushing the safety limits. They don't think that you'll rematerialize into a wall. Meaning only one of the red shirts will. <laughs> so Yes. Okay. So you guys... I assume we're all going armed. Oh, yeah. Type 1 phasers, tricorders. Yes. No, type 2 phasers. Type, oh, shoot. Around with this. Type 2 phasers? <laughs> yeah. Wait. Oh, yeah. Did, uh, what about bad, the rifles? Oh, yeah. We got some of those, too. You want a rifle, Kelvac? Hell, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And remember, if anyone says coconut, we just all start shooting. <laughs> Bananas. Phasers are great, close range and medium range. And and I'm going to say we've got some headgear that blocks out external sound, but that we can radio back and forth. Did anybody spend time making those? No, no one spent time making those. <laughs> Does anyone want to spend a fate point to say we have fate those? Point? I have no fate point. Kelvec? To have what now? To have helmets so you guys can communicate... But eliminate outside sound. Ooh. I've still got like what? Two fate points? Three. I no, you three. got three. Yeah, you still have yeah, three. Yeah, you have three. Yeah, alright. Well blow one on that. Okay, you guys have some cool seventies era helmets. Yeah. It does limit your landing party to mostly humanoid people, which is fine. It saves on makeup and casting and stuff. And and we've got one extra set, or one extra helmet. Ah, yes. It's not going to work that well on him, but you'll try. So you guys beam down. You're in like a little... There is one of the crewmen that has like blue and Dorian hands, but the face mask is like tinted, so they didn't have to do the makeup. <laughs> nice. 
weirdly, no one else has a tinted face mask. Yeah. Yeah, so, because we have to see you guys' face. Unless we go to some stunt doubling, but we'll get into that later. You guys beam down. You're in a V formation. You've got you got two rifles. Rifles will be really great at, like, medium, long range. Short range, they're kind of iffy. But doesn't matter. So, it looks like um, just long, you're in a hallway that's descending down into a curve. You're going to, when you come out of transporter you'll see a plot tour with almost kind of a like did we bring ralphie to scan stuff <laughs> you did you did not bring ralphie no you brought you three okay. plus uh cap a lieutenant fodder and friends door security they, yeah security personnel so they know how to use weapons um i mean they're going with under the assumption that we're stunning first yeah yeah starfleet protocol okay Calvec, you're tactical, so yeah, you're cool with that? Maximum stun. <laughs> Maximum stun. Okay, you come up on what looks like a plot tour with almost kind of a similar kind of helmet. And especially, now nah, you didn't see it before. He's got a, a a cart, and he sees you guys, and you hear, he's down the hall, you hear him say something, and then he picks, he like goes in his pocket, picks up a gun, and fires at you guys. Everybody, pew, 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 they stun him. And do you guys just keep going further down the hall? Yes. I, I take a quick look at his helmet. Okay. It looks like actually very similar to the, the idea that you guys had. If you take it off, it fits his head better with the ears and things. Yeah. But it's really meant to just pipe in audio. Ah, so it's kind of the opposite of what we've got. Yeah, so he's receiving it from somewhere. You guys can see alarms happening red lights uh, you can at least kind of hear feel the sound uh, you guys keep going give me notice rolls I'm going to smash his helmet yeah dramatic <laughs> okay notice roll uh, okay uh, that's why we have the overpowered Vulcan <laughs> some other people try to jump out of some doors They, tr you can tell they're trying to talk to you Kelvek you pick this up you can tell they're trying to talk to you, and you can actually see, like, the speakers. You can tell that the speakers are trying to talk to you, but you guys have these things. You phaser them down with a four. That's that's not going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, you, you guys... Canton takes down one of them, but Kelvac <laughs> and the security team... Vigril's, like, looking for something to shoot. They're already shot. So he just smashes more helmets. Uh, you guys go down some other hallways. Um, still alarm bells are ringing. Uh, you'll come up, uh, and you'll see on, along the wall, some text will start showing up. And the text will say, you know, in, uh, I guess, basic English, whatever it is, uh, stop or there will be consequences. There will be consequences if we stop, too. Do you stop? <laughs> yeah, we, it's, uh, let's, let's keep yeah. walking. It's not hammer time. So. Wow, a, a 90s. Okay. <laughs> All right, so you guys come around the corner. You're going to see you guys will come up on two plot tour guys, and they have their phaser guns pointed to their neck like this. Stun them. And you can, see that they're, you can see that they're talking. Stun them. Okay, give me a good roll. What are we rolling? Like weapons? Yes. If you guys are just going to stun, you got to beat a five, or nope. <laughs> you can tell that they're they're going to kill themselves. Well, I said oh, stun them, so I assume other people are doing the shooting. Apparently, you got to take the shot. 
but I can take the shot if I'm supposed to. Yeah, I rolled four negatives. I may have wow. accidentally just, just shot a stun to one of our uh, security officers. <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, what are your aspects? Let me see. Were any of them female? No. Um. <laughs> oh, let me. Starfleet Lieutenant, Explorers for the Checkered Blast, Team Coconut, definitely a wee bit jealous of the Vulcan. Ooh. It's the little things you treasure. You're definitely a wee bit oh, jealous dear. of the Vulcan. Uh, you're trying to shoot them real quick, and you shoot the Vulcan. Oh, I was afraid of that. <laughs> so, and that does not help the Vulcan. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I will, actually, I will, inv- I will compel that to happen. So, you're going to get a fate point. Okay. I had a mediocre shot. Yeah, that's these guys. Also, you guys come around. You can see they're trying to talk, but you can't hear. You guys go to stun, but they just fry and their head just evaporates. <sighs> just as you guys are trying to stun them, and then Kelvac, you're trying to stun them, and you get shot in the back. We're going to uh, Canton. Give me a, f- a shoot check. <laughs> I mean, that's what I did, and got the negative three. Yeah, so just give me give me a new one. This will be what you actually attack Kelvac with. Hey, I got good on that. I got a plus three instead of a negative three. So Kelvac, that will be a three plus the phaser of a four, so that's seven mental damage. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Are you? How would you? <laughs> so uh, you could. Is he? <laughs> So, how would you deal with that? If you can... Because it's a three and the four... If you could beat the three... So, basically, two fate points. No, because he already took three a three mental stress. Or did that clear? No, that, that did not clear. This is all the same scene, technically. Because uh, we're all the same thing. So, seven mental stress. You could take... You only have three. You could take two and then... Oh, man. You'd have to take a severe could force me to re-roll. That's true. There would actually be good odds, pretty good odds with that. How could he force you to re-roll? Invoke one of my aspects, like Team Coconut. Ooh. And I really didn't mean to do it. Yeah. Actually, yeah, if you give him a fate point, he'll re-roll. Uh, that kind of fate point actually does go to the Sorry, yes. GM. Yeah. GM. Okay. So if you pay a fate point, um, he's gonna you're going to invoke the fact that you're all Team Coconut, and so he's not going to hurt you as bad. Well, all right. Or you could take seven. Would it be better to re-roll or do a, or do a minus two straight up? I guess on average it would be the same. Oh, he could take three. Because a minus two would make the, the roll itself a zero. No, wait, yeah, no. Or a re-roll on average you oh, get zero. Got... So You could take a severe mental consequence. Are, are you just trying to, like... Lobotomize me. <laughs> hey, I'm not the one that shot you. Aren't you? Now, so if if you pay the fate point, then you could take one stress and then a moderate consequence. You could do that. You can invoke the fact that you're Team Coconut and take a stress and then take a moderate of like raging headache from slight phaser. Right. Or emotions out of control. Oh, raging Vulcan. Not yet, not yet. I don't know. I feel like I kind of deserve to be on the wrathful end of the raging Vulcan after that. <laughs> what? Oh, here we go. Yeah. No, is that good? I don't know if that's good story-wise. No. 
What if, yeah, what if, what if, what if, Calvac, you do lose your cool a little bit? He actually, he doesn't actually literally shoot you, but he shoots right next to you. You lose your cool a little bit, maybe turn around, just lift him up by the throat, and maybe give him a few words of uh, encouragement on not doing that ever again. I mean, I really don't want to actually stun the Vulcan, because if the Vulcan's taken out this early on, we all die. <laughs> For seven, it's, it'll be seven damage either to Canton or to you. Would I really have to be that physical? <laughs> Wouldn't a stern eye be just as intimidating? And much more. What do you think, Joshua? I'm pretty sure that he could give me a paralyzing look in his own way, because I've seen what he can do. He doesn't actually have to get physical to scare me. I mean, there's a reason I'm a wee bit jealous of him. Okay. Okay, so then you could take the seven mental stress just from... <laughs> would be so... No, this would be mental, maybe. This would be mental. Right. Yeah. Well, you could also say, um, you know, because of the way Vulcans kind of have some, like, uh, telepathic ability, that there might even be some of that that is mixed in, which makes creates the mental stress. I like that, yeah. So what do you... To Canton, what do you... So I guess I'll take three mental stress, and are you saying anything, or are you just staring me down? I really just think staring you down would be enough. <laughs> <laughs> you guys you guys go far enough back. That says more than words could. Right? You have flashbacks of shirts ripping and cougars mauling kids and just bad stuff. What is the consequence you took? It's going to be uh, moderate with the three mental stress. And I'm trying to think something along the lines of... Something along the lines of terrified or always looking over my shoulder or... I've made a huge mistake. (laughs) I like that. I've made a huge mistake. (laughs) Okay. So yeah, this, this exchange didn't go well. So those Plock Tour guys are dead technically their bodies are stunned but their guns vaporize their head and then Canton almost stunned the Vulcan but he feels like he made a huge mistake okay as soon as I can collect myself after witnessing that I'm going to start scanning for if there's like a power station somewhere you can tell you're getting really close to actually something like a, a hub of power and a larger room and just a lot of life signs, a lot of mixed signals, but definitely a room of importance. You can you can share this with everybody. Uh, do you say anything? Oh, um, yeah, I'm going to say, yeah, there, there there's something big up ahead. Um, a lot of people, it seems to be a. A junction of some sort. Or a command center, possibly. I switch my phaser to kill. Kelvec, do you say anything? Good, good. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Lieutenant Fodder and them are always making sure to look away from the camera. But, you know, they're warm bodies. So, none of them have their cards. So you guys slowly make your way, and it's up to like a double door. The hallway ends. Really can't go anywhere else. Um, it's gonna, it's gonna open up, welcoming you. 
And inside you'll see some more uh, Plaktor people, but with the phasers up to their heads. And there's, you know, text on the, like, on the top of the door saying, don't shoot, or, you know, don't shoot or they die. This is something we can discuss. You will not be killed for entering. We make a eye sweep of the room to see if we can figure out who the man behind the curtain is or where. From from standing outside, you can just see a couple of the plot tour and the wall, and it looks like it opens up over to the left. I'm going to walk in as well. To try and make up for my mistake and to not accidentally get behind <laughs> Kovac, I'm going to go ahead and walk in. Uh, I'll follow them. Lieutenant Fodder follows you guys. You guys walk in. It opens up to the left, and they're just kind of standing there with guns, with phasers. <laughs> Are they Plaktor? Everybody in there is Plaktor. Um, you guys come around. You get the... Uh, you you get the the social impression that you know if you make any sudden moves then every everybody just goes off and starts attacking you. Okay. But you walk around and you'll see tens of Plaktor in a larger room, probably the size of a a larger shuttle bay. And in the middle there's this like giant slug the size of a shuttlecraft. And he's in the middle of the room, and it's attached to probes and stuff that extend to wires in the ceiling. And, you know, it's all kind of goopy, and, like, there's a little bit of spark here and there. And it looks all moist and wrinkled, with with a ridge going down the middle. Is there a little Muppet-looking alien with a funny laugh beside it? No, no, there's, no, there's, there's nothing else. It looks like there's a front and a back, but you can't really see eyes or mouth or any other orifices. And kind, yeah, it kind of like that, but yet yeah, not. There's, it doesn't have the head. Uh, actually, it kind of looks like the prop department made it so the metaphor was kind of obvious. It looks like a giant brain, kinda, and it's gonna say in you know in text scrolling above, "I, I am the Plaktor. You are invaders into the coalition of the Plaktor." If you do not leave, there will be consequences. I am going to flip my thing so that um, the audio projects out. You know, it's still blocking sound. And I'm going to say... Well, yeah, you can you can talk. And I, I'm going to say, uh, you're not the plot tour, you're enslaving the plot tour. He's going to say... It's going to... They're going to say... They're going to talk, but you see them talking. Uh-huh. Like in unison, but also on the text, um, it's going to say, Such simple minds. I am the Plaktor. I simply use them. They are nothing without me. I'm going to say these are sentient beings and they're not to be used as mere tools. And this can't go on any longer. What do the rest of you do? I, can, can I hear what he's saying while he's projecting it out? Or am I reading lips? Yeah, you guys said that you had earpieces that you could communicate right. with each other. I just wanted to make sure I could still hear him even after he switched it to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah, they're, it's basically, they're just a speaker on the outside that turns on, in addition to still transmitting to you. 
taking aim and trying to assess any weak points in this slug monster. <laughs> and ramping it up to kill? <laughs> well, still a maximum stun. I mean, potentially it's... Uh, well, see, I'm, I'm, I, I'm thinking stun is... The power of stun is adjusted to roughly humanoid size. And if this is much larger, then stun would probably have minimal effect. I like it. I like... It's still maximum stun. All right, several shots. I mean, uh, stun maximum stun from a phaser rifle should stun something of an elephant size. About, yeah. Right? I mean, I still got my phaser on kill because it's just a Type 2. It's not a rifle, but I'm not firing it. It's going to say, if you leave now, the communication probe sent to your space will be deactivated, and these people will live, and you will live. I, I, I'm going to say, if you release these people and deactivate the probe, we will happily leave. Is this really living, Captain? Would you cut off your own arms and legs? I point to uh, Kelvec's artificial leg. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. These are not your arms and legs. These are self-governing sentient beings. They're not tools. You have seen them attempt at self-governing. And the lacking skills they have in that measure they are my arms and legs without me they are nothing before me they were nothing that is why they carry my name and then with that you'll see stepping out from the ranks of people is vet with you know a gun to his head too ah i was waiting for that (laughs) it's star trek it has to happen yeah again if you leave The probe will be disabled. We will never contact your people. And you will be given free passage back to your space. Those pirates that assisted you in this attack will be left alone. And we will both leave peacefully. Can I do an empathy check to see if he's even being honest? (laughs) It's going to... Yes, but it's going to be harder because you can't really hear him talking or hear it talking. You're just taking it from the text. Would it be more of a custom since it's an alien? I like that just because I was thinking today about how I want to use customs more. Okay. Oh, snap. Okay, what you got? I got a superb customs. Okay, for a five, You've, you've dealt with these people for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks. More than a year you've been around these types of people. Uh, just At this point, you're not sure, like, are they a people? Or is it are all of them being controlled by this thing? But either way, they have a custom. And if they originated from this being, this being has the same customs because that's where it learned it from. You feel like everything that it's saying, it would actually be true. Like, it would... That's what it would do. It does feel that these things are its arms and legs. And it would leave the Federation alone. So I'm going to say um, we can't allow you to continue going on enslaving these people um, because 
for a sentient for a sentient being to merely survive is not living and you say you would let the plot tour you would say all these people would live but what kind of life is that um however can we come to maybe there's another solution could we either possibly um, create an arrangement where there are Plocktor that will willingly serve you and follow orders of their own free will or possibly um, find lesser non-sentient beings which you could control to fulfill your needs. <laughs> nice. These beings I have cultivated for generations. I have tried other beings, but they have not worked as well. As you can tell, these work great for my abilities with their exceptional hearing and ease of mobility. Uh, that actually makes sense with giant bat ears. <laughs> it is a not a simple life that we lead. It is symbiotic. We would need each other. Can I do... Can I see anything about this that where it looks like there's anything about this thing, this big slug thing that anything that looks like it would emit sound. Give me investigation. Four. You didn't really see like a face or anything before. All you got to do is say coconut. <laughs> what do you think about over there, Kelvac? I still want to shoot this thing. <laughs> Four. Um, you can tell most of it's, Discipline is strong. Well, he's already kind of raging a bit. Or enraged a bit. You can roll your own discipline to see how your character goes. Or either accept a fate point to be compel yourself. Like, say, hey, would you give me a fate point if I did blank? Or... Okay. Yes. For four, you can tell most of it's coming just from these... Not cathodes. That's No, anyway. Electrodes that are attached to it. Mm-hmm. You can see, like, you can tell maybe where there was some kind of face before, but there's no real like, su- you know, like how like lost slugs have like a little suctiony thing. You're not really seeing anything, and plus, it's it's like 15 meters, 20 meters away. So it's you're not getting, and plus, there's plot tour standing in the way. But you can tell definitely that's where it's coming from, and it is a living creature. You can see it moving. And kind of writhing, undulating. Okay. So this thing is still... doesn't seem like it'd be very... have a great defense against the phaser. Not... honestly, no. You... just from your training and your knowledge of phasers and tactics, like, you guys could... you could kill this thing. It's not... it's not really statted against physical attacks. <laughs> and... But we're the Federation. I'm just waiting on the word. <laughs> this would have been easy if we were Klingons. I know. That's why I handed you guys a moral dilemma. If we were Klingons, we wouldn't be wearing the helmet things and we'd be mind controlled. But That's what makes you better. That, in a way, would be easier. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say... They're just standing there. Just you, you notice that no one is pointing a gun at you. You can honestly say that it didn't expect anyone to come here. 
Yeah. Huh. Expected to be able to intercept them before now, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to be like, you know what we have the capability of. We would like to resolve this peacefully, but we are not going to allow the Flocktor to continue to be enslaved. Is that your responsibility? Their ancestors chose this. But they did not. Children should not have to pay for the mistakes of their parents. <laughs> it will say, this is last offer. We will leave you and your federation alone. You go in peace, we will stay in peace. I'm saying you re- you release all of these Plaktor now, and if you harm a single one of them, you will bring also bring harm upon yourself. I stretch over the vastness of space which you cannot even comprehend. If you do anything to me, you have seen what these people would do to themselves without me. They would turn on themselves and they will destroy themselves. They are nothing. Without me, they are lost. And then it's actually going to try to provoke you to leave. Eh, it's just a five. Discipline? Willpower? Uh, depends on how you react. I, I, my reaction is going to be, well, they would be better off to have the opportunity to govern themselves and fail than to continue on as slaves. Discipline, willpower? Either one, they're the same. Okay. <laughs> ah, so, okay, so nothing. Are you two doing anything, or are you just waiting? Murder in my eyes. Hey, Ken, do you have any fate points? I do not. <laughs> oh, Why do you ask? I'm just, uh... He wants you to, get, to compel me to murder. You feel like you've made a huge mistake before. I, I do. Hmm, I could compel that for free. I don't know. I don't. I don't like. I want you guys to deal with this. Okay, I'm. I'm going to turn off my external speaker for, for a minute, and I'm going to, so I can just talk to these two. Without broadcasting to the world, it'll be it. Okay. So thoughts. Do you think if we if we strike it quickly? I'm wondering what's the capability of it being able to send out its message. If we hit it first, could we preempt it? wiping out an entire race. That's true. Calvec, you probably are more familiar with what type of mental control it has. If we break off the source, would the standing orders to kill yourself if you don't hear anything else from me stand? Or would the minds be free, like the uh, person we got off of the drone? This seems more like a a transient uh, telepathic attack and, and that requires some sort of late, latent uh, signal from the uh, primary source to be constantly uh, so that all the subjects affected by it are, are constantly in contact with it. It's as if I don't know if you Recall uh, cookies. Yes. From back in uh, pre-warp Earth, 
that. Yes. Biscuits? Well, that internet browsers would use and certain websites. So once a, a subject had visited or had been to a certain site, it had a cookie on it, but I don't know what I'm going for here. <laughs> no, no, no. I like it. I like it. Keep going. Uh, I like it. So it's more of, you know, command that is implanted, implanted but, but still requires signals from the server. Exactly. So at this point, the damage is still done and the vulnerability, a vulnerability you know, is still there. there because the cookie is still in their head. Exactly. So if there were another source that were to come around and, and, and that they could... Uh, take advantage of that weakness but it would eventually heal itself given time mm. do, do we need scholarship checks to know if this is true no I have that's <laughs> no no that's I'm no absolutely I refuse to roll I'm just assuming it's true <laughs> no that's that's fine that's if he's that's what he's put together that totally works with the knowledge that you've been presented with okay there's a viable option not even the one that I had thought about but it is completely yeah and just from what he said, you can tell that it may not even send out this whole kill. It, it was saying way back when you guys were first captured, they took you to a planet to show you what it was like before the coalition talked to them and got them under control. Yep. And how they were not able to have normal civilization. This being is telling you, you know, without my guidance, they would just devolve into nothing. Some of them, like you said, will probably have some kind of order to kill themselves if they don't... A kind of a kill grave mechanism from Jessica Jones. Okay, now I really want to shoot this one. <laughs> but, like, you... It's it's not going to be that dashing or beautiful... Like, well, not beautiful, but handsome. Of, of a slug. You don't... Actually, what you... Canton, what you felt, that empathy from before, it doesn't wreak that much... Uh, evil douchiness right as Kilgrave does right this is just more of this is what it is it doesn't seek out to harm the things that it mind enslaves I mean it really thinks it is doing them a service giving them a place and plus it is it's yeah it is it's arms and legs it's it's puppet I mean, it's it, it considers them like what we would consider our phasers or even our ship, just tools that you know, some are more clever than others, but ultimately... Or does it consider them like like service animals? Yeah, maybe actually more like that. Uh, probably a combination of both. But, and, but then again, how many people are willing to murder their service animals to make a point? That's why it could look more as, a, as they're like tools. And like, like I said, it had already tried to use other organisms, but it found these to be the most you know, uh, easily controllable. Yes. That's why in this space, the only things you've run into are other plock doors. You can assume that other organisms, other Wait. higher functioning things were just kind of killed off because they weren't as easy to control. I, I, not I, I noticed before that um, it was sending out the sounds with all these electrodes. Is is sending out thoughts and yeah, it's connected to things. How easy would it be to shoot this thing, the connections, rather than the slug itself? 
It would still build more, I mean... That's like shooting down one ship and hoping the race never travels space again. <laughs> it, you could take down those things, just from... Put Canton's thing to the side, which is true, but it would take a higher... It would take a roll, whereas just shooting it is not going to take a roll. It would take a skill check to do all those things, so it can't communicate... But then you like like Cam said, then you've got other moral social things. Then we leave the flock to decide what to do with it. <laughs> I'm gonna be quiet. We're gonna do that. Why wouldn't we just leave it? Why would we just kill it? <laughs> or just let it do what it will. This is y'all's decision. I feel like this is a huge prime directive issue because once it honestly said that it wasn't going to mess with us, um, it becomes an issue of you know we're interfering with this race, and I, yeah, but but no, no, we witnessed planets that weren't under its control where it took control, and we've been you know with like Jarlin and her people, and they're not under its control. So there's all these Plogtor that are surviving and thriving without it, and. It's going to continue enslaving them if we don't stop it. And this is not an internal thing because it's expanding its influence. So I don't think this is a prime directive issue. Right. Which um, jar? I mean, which jar is it that it that we sent down in here that just now got taken over? Jarvet, the guy that was with you the whole time. Jarvet, and he declared amnesty, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Okay. I shoot the slug. <laughs> I just turn around and I shoot it. And I've got my phaser set on kill. Fun. You guys can stop me. You guys can stop me if you want to. But I'm turning and shooting. So okay. So this is what I see happening. You say um, vet requ- requested am- am- uh, amnesty, right? Mm-hmm. And then Vigrel says yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that's when you turn and shoot. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I'm just gonna look stunned. Mm. <laughs> ah, look stunned. <laughs> I will join him. Me or the captain? Uh, you, Ken. Thank you. Oh, we can we can deal with. It's insubordination. Is it there are people? This is a tough choice. I am okay with accepting the consequences of this later. Okay. Right now, I'm shooting. So it's gonna be. Uh, you guys are talking internally. Canton's going to say, Vet requested amnesty. Figaro says yes. Canton's going to turn and just shoot at it. Rifle's going to shoot with it. Uh, just out of reflex, the security people are just going to shoot. The only one not shooting is Vigro. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, the only the only two beings in the room not shooting are Vigro and the Slug. Which makes fun sense, because those are the only two that we're talking. <laughs> okay, so you guys hit the slug. All the other people, including Vet, hit themselves. There's tons of phaser fire. Slug heats up. How do you... Uh, so you guys firing. What happens to the slug? How does it go out? Does it heat up like a balloon? I would say more shrivels like we'd hit it with salt and then uh, disintegrates. Kelvac? Uh, just keep firing it. It just, just burned yeah. through it? 
Okay, cool. Bodies fall to the floor. Star Trek just got like PG thirteen. <laughs> Slug disintegrates. You know, sirens are still going off. What do you guys do? Uh, Jartor's head blown off. Yeah, they're all like just everybody is. Everybody's done. Well, that was unfortunate. (laughs) I think I may possibly have made a second huge mistake. (laughs) (laughs) People helped you fire. We're going to do... There's going to be a a slow pan coming off you guys and looking at the dead bodies. Does anybody say anything? Um, I'm going to say, well... I, I, I hope for the plot tour that this sacrifice is, is worth it. And I do not fault any actions here. Um, this is a difficult situation. Worth it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Doesn't matter. Bad murder. Needs of the many. Yeah. Uh. This time it was the needs of the very many against the needs of the many. Maybe. AC argued anyway. I'm sure Starfleet looks forward to your report. (laughs) Yeah. And then credits. (laughs) No fun time on that. Most. I I think that's the bleakest (laughs) Star Trek ending ever. (laughs) Right. We'll talk about it next time, but you guys can make it back up to the Lona 2. Mm hmm. Uh, and start making it back to Federation space and then say our goodbyes to Jarlin and not Jarvet. Yeah. And, uh, I was, you know, no, I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was, you know, just gonna, yeah. I tell, you know, give Jarlin, you know, the, the speech of, you know, well, your, your people have their destiny in front of you now and you're free from the, the oppression. Um, I, I wish you luck and, the Federation will be in touch and and curious to see what you do with your newfound freedom. She'll say we we won't probably know what to do with freedom and there will be troubles. We may require help from your Federation if it is willing to give it. Hopefully more of our people will listen. There will be fractures and it'll be an interesting new world. And I'm going to say, well, I've seen what you're capable of as a leader. And with others like you, I have great confidence that your people can rise from the ashes of this situation. Nice. That's a nice positive spin to put at the end. I like it. Thank you for listening to episode 59 of our continuing Star Trek Fate Adventures. If you'd like to check out other episodes, you can do that at burneverythinggaming.podbean.com, iTunes, Stitcher, Podbay, all the places you can find them. If you'd like to leave some feedback, we'd greatly appreciate it. Good things, bad things, what you're thinking, what you like, what you don't like, all the things, we'd love to hear them. You can do that at burneverythinggaming at gmail.com, our Twitter, our Facebook, we've got links from the show notes, you can do that. If you'd like to help us make more stories, you can check out our Patreon. We've got links to that. You can decide 
what kind of things the players fight, what kind of one-shots we have, the universes we play in, feed whatever, just it's set up so you can tell us what to do. Anyway, whatever you do, hope you keep enjoying. Yeah.